0: And welcome to our podcast. It's called Cosplaying Cocktails. I am, as always, Jesse.
1: As always, and this is Paige. Hey guys, welcome. Uh, Jesse, you got any nerd news?
0: Well, we do have some dee dee de- dee de- dee de- dee 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 nerd news. Oh, <laughs> you're breaking nerd <laughs> news. Uh, <laughs> uh, different every time. Yeah. Um, Keep us on our toes, please. There was a weird fish. That was found, and they named it Gollum. You found it. I didn't check out the veracity of the source of this information, yeah, we just but saw it. We just
1: saw that there was this crazy fish, and uh they named it Gollum, and we thought that was appropriate because it is not only a weird fish but also nerdy,
0: yeah, yeah, not only a weird fish pick, which you guys know I love a weird fish pick, but also um, also.
1: Nerdy. Nerd.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, cocktail corner. Uh, today, Jesse hasn't tried hers yet. I
0: was eating grits.
1: <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. Tastes a little like pickle juice. <laughs> Hell shit. So it is a cucumber. It's called the Jade. Um, it is a cucumber, ginger, uh, lime, uh, vodka drink um that my husband made us the mixer for and (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it's really good it's nice and fresh I don't think it really tastes like pickle juice but you know I think it
0: tastes a little like pickle juice I didn't say it tastes exactly like pickle juice it's a little it's just a hint of pickle it tastes like what I've never been to this spa because I don't the thought of it is horrifying to me like being touched by a stranger and like having to do like listen to funky weird music that i didn't pick and funky hits yeah like you know like like (laughs) Like, shit like yeah yeah well i like Inya, but i don't think i think it would be like i don't know i just don't want to sit i've heard some inya i just don't want to sit in a hot room and be touched by a stranger while listening to pure moons it's I not, think that's
1: exactly what you want.
0: Not by a stranger. <laughs> I mean, I'm down to clown with a romantic partner in a hot room. Wasn't
1: <laughs> Not a stranger. You were going to talk about a spa, though.
0: Oh, this is what it tastes like. Like the drink they give you at a spa. Oh, yeah. Like, they give you this and they tell you a bunch of stuff about like how it cleans out your toxins and eliminates your
1: raises your chakra oh no (laughs) (laughs) i've
0: never been the the, just
1: the that. I've only ever had just uh, water with cucumber in it at a spa, but you know, the concept. This might be a special spa this you're is talking what they about. Give you at the yeah, the fancy spa. The fancy spa. Mm. Um, Jesse, you want to tell? Fancy
0: them? hypothetical spa that exists in my mind right. and is a real terror. Jesse, you want to tell
1: them what the episode's about today?
0: We're going to do an interview.
1: <laughs> yeah, we have um, an amazing cosplayer and burlesque performer, uh, Kia, um, and. We're super excited to talk to her. Welcome, Kia. So our first question, I guess it's not really a question, is just tell
0: us and our listeners a little bit about yourself.
2: So hi there. If you're listening, good morning. My name is Kia Sangria. I'm a New York City-based cosplayer and NerdLust performer. I am known for making uh, all of my costumes when it comes to NerdLust and uh, cosplay. And I'm here with you today to share with you guys a little bit about my life um, and possibly why you should join me on this wacky journey of glitz, glam, and and glitter.
1: Uh, can you tell the listeners, uh, go into a little bit more detail about what nerdlesque is?
2: Sure. So nerdlesque is it's it's a spin on burlesque, which is a performance art. Um, it's an adult entertainment type of performance art. So disclaimer there, but basically instead of I would guess say coming out of um, regular garments or you know little sexy things like negligees and things. I actually come out of my cosplays on stage for people. That's for money. Very cool
1: <laughs> for money. <laughs> That's um, I think we've seen parts of a nerdy burlesque show at different conventions um dragon con is the main one is i can of. have we gone to a burlesque at dragon con i did it at iu we may have done we we've, yeah we've been to at least one at dragon con um and i was kind of in awe mm. of those performers you know like burlesque in general is amazing but then you add the cosplay aspect too mm. and that's just you know especially for us nerds just takes it to a whole nother level so we love that
2: Awesome! I'm really happy to hear that. I really think it's it's so fun. It's absolute. It's so fun.
1: Um. Okay. A little bit off topic, but on brand with the podcast. Do you have a favorite cocktail?
2: Yes. Well, I mean, it's going to be so so cliche for me to say it, but I absolutely love sangria, and that's actually what I'm sitting here with. Um, a white <laughs> sangria, to, to be well- specific.
1: You're also on brand
2: then. Yeah, I am. You know, actually, one of my dreams is to have my face printed on a a sangria bottle. I don't know how I'm going to make it happen, but it will be be a thing. (laughs)
0: That's awesome. Uh, Our next question. When and what was your first experience with costume making?
2: Oof. Um... I would have to say like the first, I want to say like official Dishel costume I ever made was for the Coney Island Mermaid Day Parade. And I Ooh. made this. <laughs> yeah. We're like, hold on, hold on. You got to slow that down for
1: yeah. us. The Mermaid Parade.
2: Yes. Oh my gosh. Ugh. So every summer, with the exception of this summer, all things considered, there is a Mermaid Day Parade in Coney Island. Coney Island is a world famous amusement park located in Brooklyn, New York City, which actually has a very, very big burlesque scene. And so that I honestly I would compare the Coney Island Mermaid Day Parade to like the burlesque ball of the summer. okay? because that is the time of the year where we can walk around Brooklyn on the beach with like mermaid tails and pasties, and just like gemstones glued to many different places on our bodies, (laughs) places that you probably didn't even know existed. And we just all get together to strut our fins. And it's such a good time. And it's so colorful. And the creativity just jumps out, okay? Because there are some amazing costumes to be seen at the Coney Island Mermaid Day Parade. It is such a good time. But that was where I had made like my first... Like full costume. It was a very cute mermaid tail. I think it was silver, and it had tulle at the bottom with like gemstones like stitched in. And I, I honestly, I felt like a million bucks <laughs> wearing that costume way back when.
1: That's the that's the thrill of it, right? Like, is when not only have you made this costume or cosplay, and you've got this, you know, you're proud of what you've made, but also when you feel amazing in it. Like that just really brings it all together
2: I think yeah and I I, I, it, I, for me it's just nothing compares to that which is the reason why like I make 95% of the cosplays that are in my closet um, just because like the thrill of the build <laughs> um, putting like fabric to machine needle to thread and then just watching like a pile of fabric take shape and knowing that you did that um, it, that that's my kink <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, so what got you into cosplaying in the first place?
2: Um, for it's gonna be the same as like a lot of girls, you may ask. It was Sailor Moon. Um, it was <laughs> <laughs> it was Sailor Moon for me um, when I was little, and oh my gosh, I used to rush off that school bus to make sure that I could get in front of the TV, you know, with my school clothes off, with my favorite snack, and just make sure that I could get there in time for like the opening to the show. I absolutely loved Sailor Moon and I looked forward to it every day after school when I was little. Um, I, I loved the Sailor Scouts. I loved each and every single one of them. I loved that they were all different and I loved that they were all friends because that's something that like I've always wanted for myself. So getting to see that was so like, I don't know, like I it awakened something in me and then like the transformations and the costumes they had like yeah. that. Yeah, was like our
1: first I think both of our first, like, anime, technically. And we recently rewatched it Mm -hmm. because we were going to do a Sailor Scout group for uh, Dragon Con. And it quickly transformed because every episode we watched, like, Jesse was like, (laughs) nope, I want to be this Sailor Scout now. Nope, I want to do this person. Because they all are so, like, different and relatable in different ways and have these, like, fun little quirky things about them that you can love. And it's, yeah, it's a great... My yeah, and point. i've
2: i've I've never seen anything like that before. Um, I don't even I don't think I've seen anything like that since. No, <laughs> not to discredit the other animes and things like that that are out there, but Sailor Moon was just something different, right? Mm-hmm. It was something different.
1: Yep, yep. We still like watching it. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> we feel
0: that. Okay, Jesse, uh, uh, tell us about how you got into burlesque.
2: Ooh, okay, so this is fun. Um I got into burlesque um just via watching like different people within like my friend circle and like other personalities online just kind of seeing these exorbitant costumes. Um Dita Von Teese was also an inspiration for me, but I knew that I could never really pull off the uh You know, I don't want to say never, you know, never say never, but like she was also a pretty big inspiration too because I just thought that um they, they were so glamorous. I, as of today, and I don't think I'll ever see it, I have actually never seen the movie Burlesque uh, with Christina Aguilera, I think. And a lot of people are like, that's really not Burlesque. I actually was able to get into the art form without seeing that. <laughs> uh, by other people like around me? Um, so yeah, that's, that's how I like discovered it. And my very first gig, I'm gonna talk to you about my favorite producer uh, real quick. Her name is Anya Keister and she runs d20 burlesque and she i owe her so much um i owe her absolutely i owe her so much and she was the one of the first people to give me a gig at coney island on their stage as like the stage kitten and in that gig i was wearing like a rabbit mask but it was like such a great time and that was a moment for me that was just like this is I want to do more of this this is absolutely fun and I, I like being inter- an entertainer um so oh. yeah okay, so
1: you said oh, stage kitten. can you explain what that is
2: yeah so a stage kitten if you will is the panty picker upper okay. Okay. show so my job was to basically pick up whatever performers took off And it is definitely a—it's a hard job. It's not a job. Um, You're definitely on your toes a lot, but you get to see a lot and you get to learn a lot about behind the scenes. Because not only was I, you know, picking up panties and that was a thrill, but I was also helping to put together sets. And you know, if I had to put a chair on stage or you know, set up props and things of that nature. I got to learn a lot of behind the scenes of like what goes into these shows. And it's such a valuable experience. So if you're looking to like join a burlesque scene, which is probably a lot different um, right now because we've all been performing via Zoom. <laughs> but, you know, if things ever go back to semi-normal again and you're looking to like, you know, get into the scene, I would definitely apply to be a stage kitten. It's such a valuable experience.
1: And you kind of have to like, earn your place right within the group maybe yes yeah I wonder if that was kind of like your initiation as you have to (laughs) be the stage kitten for a while until you've earned your place
2: um well you know what I I mean yes and no because the thing is is that if things were still normal I would still apply to be a stage kitten even though I've been about oh yes yeah oh yes So it's not just
1: for beginners, necessarily. No,
2: it's not just for beginners. Anyone can be a stage kitten. That's where you start. That's where your journey starts, of course. But it doesn't, you know, once you develop as a performer, you don't have to stop doing that. I I still find it kind of fun, especially because, like, for example, at Anya's shows, I get to go-go dance, too. And so I still get to perform in my own way. And a lot of other shows, you know, pre-COVID-19 were like that, where it's like if you were the kitten, you were also the go-go dancer. So you had your own little, you know, stage time. You actually okay. got more stage time than any of the other performers as well with the opportunity to make tips. So, you know, being a kitten is, is not all bad. But when you're just starting out, um, it's a great place to start because not only do you get to, to learn, you know, what goes into the show, you get to watch performers. So you get to study moves.
1: I'm learning so much.
2: Yeah. I <laughs> you get to study. You also get to study audience reaction. And that's the most important thing. What you get to see what artists are giving the audience, what keeps the audience wanting more from that performer. And then you get to take those notes that you, you know, you got to take down when you were watching them. And you get to apply it to yourself and figure out what's your unique thing to captivate the audience when you're up there.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I knew that was a thing. I couldn't remember what it was called. But my brother, when I was in graduate school, he was an undergrad, and he covered entertainment for the school newspaper. And our college had a burlesque group. So I used to go with him to uh, when he covered the burlesque shows. So I couldn't remember what it was called. (laughs) I was going to ask. So I'm glad you brought it up. What is your favorite part of burlesque?
2: Ooh, my favorite part of burlesque my favorite part of burlesque is actually before the burlesque begins um it's when you know if i'm going down to a gig it's it's when i'm at home getting ready because like pre-show that that's my ritual time um i incorporate little bits of like witchcraft and stuff like that in there i won't get too in detail into that um but it's just the pre-getting ready where it's like I'm showering or I'm taking a bath. I've got my perfumed oils in my bath, my bath bombs, my flowers, my perfumes, you know, when I'm doing my makeup and I'm trying to think, okay, do I want to sparkle? Do I want smolder? You know, picking which eyeshadows I'm going to wear for the look, Mm -hmm. Um, picking out my perfume so that when I swing a certain way on stage or in the audience, like the audience can, you know, catch a hint of that. It's, the before burlesque for me.
1: <laughs> um, what is your least favorite part of burlesque?
2: My least favorite part of burlesque is <laughs> it's it's I don't know, I feel like it's kind of weird to say it, but I guess my least favorite part of burlesque is, you know, once my act is over. Because for me, I guess like I can be a little self-critical of myself. And so for me, after I get off stage, I kind of think back to all the moves that I maybe like should have incorporated into my act versus what I actually did, and I'll really sit there and just be like, "Wow, you could have done so much better." But this is what you you gave because I'm so I'm so critical of myself, and I can sometimes, you know, as, as confident as I am when I'm up there, I can sometimes be a little a little unkind um, yeah. to myself, and you know, so some, some right after an act, I'll just get in my head and think, "Wow, that really wasn't." that wasn't good but it's not true because then I'll meet people in the audience and they're like that was amazing like thank you so much you made my night and then it just makes everything feel better but I do tend to be like self-critical of myself like after I've performed
1: yeah for sure do you think that you are more comfortable with normal burlesque or more of the nerdlesque? is there once one area that you're like this is my day I'm like this is where I'm the most comfortable
2: um not really. I kind of consider myself like a chameleon. So if you tell me, oh, you want classic 1920s or you want like an a Kit act, I got that. Oh, you want me to do an act to like an anime song? Yeah, okay, I got that too. <laughs> like I don't, I'm all over the place. Um, I don't really niche down when it comes to like burlesque. I, I'm open to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, I will say that I do get the most satisfaction out of uh, nerdlesque. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um did you just get involved in burlesque through like being a geek already? And like yes. Yeah, and be going to conventions and then being like, "Oh, I can do both." Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. You, ask you your favorite part of burlesque, what's your favorite part of cosplay?
2: My favorite part of cosplay is probably trying something on after I've made it. Oh. Um that it's just it's again going back to like the thrill of like making something or the thrill of a new costume in general but like putting something on for the first time and getting to like feel it and like stand in the character especially when I have all the pieces to the costume and I'm literally like wearing the whole thing um that makes me shiver and it is amazing
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. I just normally the first time I try on a cosplay, that's a bad time for me because i find <laughs> like, oh, I missed this theme here. Or like, what the heck did I do? What was I doing here? Like, if it's someone you've been like, working on for a long time, I'm like, I don't even remember what I was going for.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. Um,
1: do you have, any, you have any horror stories about like, oh, I was so excited about this and then I put it on and it fell apart?
2: Yes. Um, so I have a costume that I made earlier this year. It's it's a Harley Quinn costume. It's specifically for the Harley who laughs from the DC comic, um, the bat who laughs. And the makeup of this costume is quite interesting because it's really not Harley Quinn as we know it. Um, she wears this covering over her eyes that have spikes on it. And then she has these like shoulder pauldrons that also have spikes on it, which I made out of craft foam. And so, I had a situation where I booked a, a, a shoot with a photographer in Brooklyn. I live in the Bronx, by the way. So in order to get to Brooklyn, I actually have to travel through the Bronx into Manhattan, New York city, and then get down into Brooklyn. Oh, wow! The costume made it in perfect condition from my house onto public transit train into Brooklyn. It managed to stay together when I put it on in the bathroom at a local park. Um, I got over to the photo shoot site and the photographer was waiting for me and he's setting up the equipment. I'm literally just standing there and then one of my spikes falls off my pauldron. Oh no. And I'm absolutely devastated. And I'm just like, you made it across like multiple (laughs) borough lines. You made it, you know, to me changing in a a bathroom in a park, which was the size of a broom closet. How is it that right before this, you know, photographer is taking his test shots because his equipment is all set up? You just break off like that. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I don't know if I breathed wrong, if my aura was off. (laughs) I don't I don't know. But it just snapped off. And I was first of all, my pride was hurt because I worked so hard on this costume. I had been posting about it. You know, I was so proud of it. And the spike just falls off. And I'm looking at my husband like, yo what (laughs) just happened because we made it all the way over here and my spike is looking me dead in the face on the ground right now what is this and i'm not i'm not a diva (laughs) i'm not a diva but i was really hurt and my husband you know god bless him he saved the day and was able to like tape you know use some tape to put it back Mm -hmm. on but this was also my first time working with this photographer so I also didn't want him to think oh this girl's costume is really not it like what kind of photos are we gonna get maybe this this, maybe this shoot is not gonna be it and the shoot came out great and my pictures look bomb I have not yet put the costume back on I kind of thought about putting it back on this week for Halloween photos but I'm really intimidated by it. And so I put the armor and everything in a box and it's in the top of my closet. And
1: <laughs> I think we've all had I, moments like that for sure. Like something that you're so excited yeah. about. And then it just kind of like disintegrates.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I worked so hard on it. Yeah.
0: And you can never figure out why, like you said, it just all of a sudden in the middle of the day, it's like, no, nope, I'm done.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay.
1: What is your least favorite part of cosplay?
2: My least favorite part of cosplay in general mm. um. oh that's hard i I guess like my least favorite part of cosplay is storing the cosplay um. I had I used to have a very bad habit of like throwing my costumes around. And that's the reason why a lot of my like beloved costumes no longer exist because I just kind of laid them someplace and things happened. They got pushed around. They got dirty. I, I never washed them. So I think like it's the storage part um, of cosplay that I hate the most, especially when I make like armors because um, it's, it's very I have a tiny New York City apartment. So storing things can be um, very, very hard for me. And I'm not always good about doing it. I
1: think Jesse
0: relates to that a lot. I was was wondering if you're going to call me out. Yeah, I've been known to do the same thing. Uh, You know, you can't find space for stuff. Or you, like, you have put in so much work. And then you're, like, you go. And you either are coming home from a convention. Or coming home from a photo shoot or whatever. uh, And you're tired. So you're like, oh, I don't want to mess with it. So then, like you said, you just kind of shove it somewhere. and
1: or right. i think a yeah. lot of something we've talked about a lot is like knowing how to organize it right. and store it like you know a, a lot of us don't have the space to you know have a tub for individual cosplays or yeah. the closet space to hang up all the cosplays and so it's you know fi- that's pr- i think probably why a lot of people do procrastinate and not put it away or yeah. you know not put it away in a a nice manner where it's going to be kept nicely is because you don't know what to do with it. You don't have the space.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That gives me an idea to make a video because I just ordered like some garment bags and dress bags. I think I might make a video on like how to properly store cosplays to hold myself yeah. accountable, but also everyone we else too. A, we did
1: an episode a uh, couple months ago, beginning oh, yeah. of quarantine, I think, and um, it was on cosplay storage, but we did it because I was setting up a craft room and was organizing a closet and Jesse was getting ready to go through her cosplay yeah. stuff and reorganize it. And I said, okay, let's talk about like our failures and then what we've done to try to make it better right. and yeah. try to give tips, but mostly just be like, don't do this because this is what we do yeah. and it's bad.
2: <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Congratulations on your crafts room. I, I really want one of those. As of right now, I make all my costumes at my kitchen yeah, table.
1: Yeah. I it's, uh, I haven't used it a lot yet (laughs) because I did it in the middle of quarantine and haven't done a lot of cosplay work, Um, but it's also our podcasting room at at my house in a craft room. And it's, it's multi-purpose, but it's our little, little cosplay area, so it's great.
2: That's awesome. (laughs) You always do that. (laughs) Uh,
1: So okay, so we asked you your favorite part
0: of cosplaying. What's your favorite cosplay build?
2: It changes. Um, right now I am marveling at the snow white dress that I just finished making two days ago. Um, yes, I, I shot it yesterday. My husband and I went to the park and shot it and it's absolutely gorgeous. And I, I put so much into that costume. Um, this costume is actually in partnership with Fabric Wholesale Direct, who I make a lot of my cosplays with. And... The thing that's the most special about this costume and that's that there's a lot of applique. There's pearls, there's like embroidered lace, there's rhinestones. Um it's just it's the most beautiful thing I have ever created (laughs) thus far. I can't
1: wait to see it. That's awesome. Do you have a least favorite cosplay build?
2: Yes. (laughs) Um my least favorite cosplay build is gonna have to be my medusa cosplay um it's it's made with spandex so it's a superhero suit it's my least favorite cosplay because i i don't you know what no i'm not gonna say i don't think i didn't pay a lot enough attention to the instructions that were provided to me um when it came to the pattern that i used to make it and so because of it, I had to do a lot of alterations, um, like in the crotch area and in the waist area. And, and it wasn't, it's not the pattern, although I did blame the pattern at first, but when I finally, you know, started studying the pattern that was, you know, that I had, it, it's that there were a couple of points that I missed or that I didn't pay enough attention to, or I did see those instructions, but I decided to ignore them anyway, resulting in the costume not coming out um, correctly in the way that I imagined it and so it was my least favorite um costume because it kind of pointed out to me that was like hey you didn't follow directions Mm -hmm. and this is the result of you not following directions and once again kind of being a little bit critical of myself it's just like, how could you make such a careless mistake like that to not follow the directions that were clearly in front of you so um that was my Mm -hmm. least favorite costume because it just kind of reminded me of like my shortcomings of not paying attention to things that I should be paying attention to
1: yeah I mean we've been there (laughs) we've been there and we you know I like to say that we learn from our mistakes but a lot of times we have to make them a couple times before.
2: (laughs) yeah uh
1: so now we'll get back to do you have a favorite tip or trick
0: that you use a lot during cosplay builds
2: Yes. So one of the things that I, I swear by doing is I swear by finding each and every piece that you need to make this costume, um, whether it's like sewing needles, specific threads, specific trims, um, anything that you need to make this costume and putting it in a Ziploc bag, if it'll fit. I tend for every project when I have the pattern in hand and I look at how I want to make it, I go through my sewing supplies. I pick out all the needles that I need for it, all the pins, uh, standard pins, satin pins, dressmaking pins, um, all the trims and embroidery that I may need. My appliques, the different types of sewing machine feet that I may need, such as like your zipper foot, your embroider foot. Mm-hmm. And I put all of those things. Oh, and some extra um bobbins too like with no thread on them just in case i lose one because it happens a lot and i put them all in a, in a little ziploc bag and i leave it next to my machine um that way when i'm ready to like work on the costume i'm not interrupting myself with going off to find something i have everything that i need for the building of this costume and a little baggie next to me so that it's within reach when i need it
1: that's some pretty intense organization right there
2: yeah, it's, it's a lot because for me, when I say, okay, I'm going to devote Saturday to working on this costume, I do not want to be interrupted for anything, not even by myself. Yeah. So to prevent me from interrupting <laughs> me, <laughs> I make sure that everything is like in a little Ziploc bag where I need it to That's be it. so that when I say, oh, okay, now it's time to do the zipper. Okay, I'll go into the bag and get the zipper That's
1: foot. That's a great idea. I, yeah. Because yeah, my proactive. sewing supplies are not
2: organized. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, okay, so you've told us about this amazing snow white gown that you're, you've are you been working on. Um, do you have any other future cosplays or burlesque performances that you're just really excited about?
2: Uh, yes, so actually, um, what is today's date? The 25th. So on the 27th, I will be in a burlesque show, um that is surrounded by the it's surrounded it's based on the election, oh. um, basically. You can you can see the the video at www.titstory.com titstory com. The show is called God Breast America and I actually have a Senator Harris act oh um God. that you will get <laughs> <laughs> that you will get to see yes that you'll get to see um if you do decide to you know venture on to oh. Um so i'm very excited about that because i <laughs> it, it, it's absolutely i've performed in this show the producer is called tz roosevelt um they are an excellent producer and they do a lot of satirical um shows like this and i participated in one where i think i had I think it was a a go-go dance maybe it's like Michelle Obama I I, I don't remember (laughs) but (laughs) but yeah so that's a show that I'm doing next um as far as costumes are concerned I'm actually kind of going to spend the rest of today figuring out um what the next costume is going to be just because as soon as I get done with one costume uh my contact at fabric wholesale direct is like okay what's the next project and then it's just like oh okay um I have to figure. <laughs> I have to figure something out uh, to write for for their blog and write a tutorial up for that. So I, I haven't actually decided just yet um, what I'm gonna make.
1: Well, that's awesome. That's exciting, and it's cool that like you've got somebody going. All right, what's next?
2: Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, it. I mean, I love it, but sometimes too, it's like, okay, I would just love to take like a break for like two. Weeks. And they're like, okay, what's the next project? And it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh who or what inspires you?
2: Hmm. Okay, so who inspires me? I'm very much inspired by um, two big name cosplayers. Um, one, Canvas Cosplay, and one, uh, Yaya Han. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely love the the costumes that they make. I use a lot of Yaya Han's patterns too. Um, I, I love the costumes that they make. I love that how they talk about you know how happy their costumes make them, um, because I I relate to that. My costumes make me so happy. They make they give me joy. Making them gives me joy, which is why um, I spend so much time making them because it's something that truly makes me happy. And I love seeing other people talk about experiencing the joy they have when they make something. Um, because that's really also part of the reason why I do what I do um, as a cosplay creative and like writing tutorials for fabric wholesale direct is because I want to inspire more people to pick up the needle and thread and make their own creations the way that these two people have inspired me.
1: Um, so we've had um, some of our other interviews when we've asked this question or when we've asked similar questions, we get a lot of different answers. Do you, prefer if you had to pick one would you rather make the costume or wear the costume
2: i'd rather make the costume okay. yeah the joy that i get from that i i can't imagine a world where i would want to be without that feeling.
1: yeah i that's uh we've had a couple other people say that and i think jesse and i are kind of the opposite we would rather wear the cosplay yeah like I think
2: well, I think I don't know it's kind yeah, of it hard depends. yeah it yeah. would be hard
0: because again like you can't you don't take as much pride in it if you just right like if you're not making as many of the right. pieces but you still like yeah I think I our major know,
1: high hard. is from like the conventions and going and being around the community
0: where right. we wear the cosplays
1: so yeah. But
0: I also like to have that feeling of like, well, I made that. Yeah, or like when I exactly. make a costume for it's like another person. It's a good thing person. we do not have to actually choose. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is a good thing that none of us actually have to choose. Yeah. Like, or when, you know, you make something for someone else's costume or you make their whole costume and then somebody else compliments it, that's really a compliment for you. Right. Like, so you can be like, well, actually, actually I made that. <laughs>
2: yeah, there's a lot of pride um, that, lies, that lies in it. And so that's, you know, that's part of the reason for me too. Too, but I, but I love a good store bought costume. I just um, recently did a shoot with one of my best friends. She's like my sister, and we did Morgan and Lilith, and we bought these costumes like online. But when I We killed in these costumes, okay? We slayed these costumes, and I was so proud of that shoot, and we looked amazing, and I I love a good store-bought costume, okay? I I love that we live in a time, like, uh, an anime trailer drops, like, one week, and then two weeks later, there's already, (laughs) like, costumes online for it. I I love that we live in that time, okay? (laughs) I I love that.
1: Yep, yep, totally. Um, Okay, do you have a favorite convention?
2: I do. I do. Um, my favorite convention i would have to say is anime nyc i i love anime um and it used to be called new york anime festival but then it was absorbed by new york comic con um oh, okay. and then yeah but then when uh new york anime nyc like popped up it's been one of my favorite conventions um i think this would have been like the f- fourth year of it running it's a it's a fairly new convention but the concept still takes inspiration from um what new york anime festival was because the the person who actually runs anime nyc was also part of a new york anime festival and and i absolutely love that it's my favorite con i like anime fans a lot i mean we're all cheesy and we're socially awkward but like the community that's there i i i absolutely love it so much
1: the best part right of conventions just the it's
2: community. the people yeah. yeah it's the it's the people it's i, I like being amongst my people
0: <laughs> yep yep same uh what has been your most challenging cosplay
2: the most challenging cosplay um oh okay yeah the most challenging cosplay for me would have had to have been my Sheikla costume i made this costume back in 2014 um, Sheikla is a Marvel character she was actually the wife of Deadpool uh, for a time hmm. and yeah I also have a very emotional connection um, with that, that costume because um, that was the New York Comic Con in which my husband proposed to me dressed as Aww. Deadpool in front of the artist that created Sheikla's character um, so it was like a very big moment for me but it was a challenging costume to to like wear because I don't know if Riley Brown, that's the artist. I don't know if he like I don't know how much thought was put into her costume design, but it seems like she wears a bodysuit with like the underwear on the outside, but then (laughs) there are but then there are leggings. And in some (sighs) in some comic book scenes, like she's wearing the bodysuit, but the leggings aren't there. And then sometimes she's wearing the the full suit, but then the middle part of the bodysuit isn't there. So I, I just I just could not figure out like what are the physics involved in this costume? Like how right. is this costume? Like, what
1: is this actually supposed to be?
2: Right, because I'm just like, how do I how do I wear this? And then like she wears these really high heeled boots, and so I bought some, um, really thick like heels with like I think they were like four inch heels, and I made some boot covers. Walking around the Javits Center in that costume was not at all easy, but I put exactly. myself through the pain for the sake of you know being correct because. I wanted to have the aesthetic, but I think that's the most painful costume I've ever worn. <laughs> it's so painful.
1: The shoes always get us. Yeah. Always, <laughs> we've kind of gotten over like trying to be screen accurate with a lot of shoes. If we if we can, yeah, because we have had so many incidents where we are just dead because of our feet. Yeah,
0: or like take shoes that are accurate Mm -hmm. for a few pictures and then be like okay well now I'm walking barefoot yeah I
1: did a a, um oh Michelle Pfeiffer uh Selena Kyle Catwoman and I was like I'm not giving in on these boots I'm wearing her (laughs) like tall lace up you know boots and I am not a heel wearer ever and I even wore them around my house like when I was like doing housework for a couple weeks to try to break them in and to get used to them. And then the day of uh, the day of that cosplay came at Dragon Con and you're walking uphill and to and from different Oof. hotels. And I, by midday, I was walking out of my socks in the hotel. Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's hard. Some of these, yeah. these girls' costumes are hard.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, if funds and time were not a factor, what cosplay would you want to do most?
2: So, or I,
1: burlesque, I. Or burlesque uh, costume.
2: Okay. Um, for cosplay, I really, really want to be Bayonetta. Okay. Mm-hmm. She is, she's a Nintendo character. She's from the game Bayonetta. Um, she is so sexy, so witchy and just so confident but her costume drives me nuts (laughs) (laughs) it drives me insane um there's like buckles everywhere there's so much trim and the fabric that I want to use for it I don't have enough experience using it yet and it's also very expensive the fabric that I want is a four-way stretch vinyl and that's about 18 dollars a yard yeah um yeah uh, so it's a very expensive costume, and that's just the fabric. That's not including the buckles, the trim that I would have to buy. Um, and then she has she has four pistols. Two of them are attached to the heels of her feet. So oh I gotta, f- yeah. So this if this is a monster of a costume. The thing is, is that I have seen the costume online. I could totally go out and buy it because I keep I have the listing in my save for later on Amazon. Okay, <laughs> so I'm thinking I'm still thinking about pulling that trigger. No pun intended. um <laughs> But I, I have the fabric that the, the vinyl that I've seen, it's so shiny and sleek and sexy. And I just I know that I would feel like a total badass in it, but I don't have the experience yet. And I'm scared.
1: <laughs> yeah, you'll get there. I can't wait to see it when you do tackle it.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for speaking this into existence for me.
1: How <laughs> <laughs> about that manifestation? So,
2: yes.
0: Uh, do you have a favorite con related drinking story?
2: um i i do not i tend not to drink at cons um just because i i need to have all my wits about me i'm a terrible drunk okay and i i'm a terrible drunk i curse like a sailor oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not even cute um so i try not to like drink at cons heavy because i'm like a completely different person when i'm smacked. You're like nobody needs to see that the
1: person that we've talked to this weekend that has said that they don't drink it right. cons and you're starting to make us feel like we're ha- we have a problem
2: <laughs> no 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 then you guys are totally fine i just i know when i'm smacked like i'm a completely different person and i'm so embarrassing i mean i'm embarrassing enough as it is so you know why do i want to add to that <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah listen you gotta know your limits well and like we mentioned like really it's dragon con is our main drinking con like because it's 24 hour there's huge huge parties right so and we normally um, don't day day drinking we're staying staying in the hotel so nobody's driving right um yeah Yeah. so and i
1: think most people drink at dragon con at night like yes yeah by far away yeah Um, Okay, what is something that you want to tell anyone that is just starting out in cosplay or burlesque?
2: So if you're just starting out um, in cosplay, uh, my advice to you is not to compare yourself. Your day one is not like my day 45, okay? Um, And when I say that, it's just like you, you can have cosplay faves and it's great to have that. It's great to have inspiration but you can't compare what you're seeing from them to yourself. And that's something that I did very early on. Um, your journey is your own, whether you buy your cosplays, whether you make your cosplays, whether you do armor builds, or you just commission everything. Everyone's journey is different. And I, I don't want anyone to lose sight of the fun because I feel like even now, like um, in the community, especially with all of us being home and online, there's like a rush to create and pump out as much costly content as possible and i've seen people on twitter feel like they've gotten left in the dust because they couldn't afford to jump on like the trend of like a costume that was hot at the moment and it's kind of disheartening for me to see because it's like when you're so focused on like you know uploading that picture at the right time and trying to make that TikTok go viral Mm -hmm. you you kind of lose sight of the fun of you know why you got into this to begin with and I I don't want anyone to lose sight of that so knowing not to compare yourself um that's for for cosplay As, as far as burlesque is concerned um experiment See what works, see what makes you feel comfortable. You should always feel comfortable in everything that you do when it comes to burlesque. And if something if something doesn't hit for you and it's like this is not it for you, it's not going to hit for your audience either. Okay? Now, if you're a nerd lesker and you you want to do a classic act, but you know in your heart that classic is really not into it for you, you're not earth kit or you, you know, you you can't be those things. Um, then there's nothing wrong with like admitting that, and just being okay with it because you know if if you're not confident in the art that you create because creating a burlesque art um act is art, it's performance art, and so if your heart is not into what it is that you're creating on that stage, don't don't do it because you're not going to enjoy it, and your audience is not going to enjoy it either.
1: That's yeah, yeah, I'd say that's really good advice. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Uh,
0: last question. uh, Again, not really a question, but tell, (laughs) tell everyone where they can find you and your amazing work on social media.
2: Oh, um, so you can find me on Instagram at Kia Sangria New York. Uh, so that's Kia Sangria NY. You can find me on Twitter at Kia Sangria 93. Um, I do a lot of like shit posting and anime takes. Some of them are bad. Some of them are good, but you'll love it that way. <laughs> um, you can also find me on YouTube. I'm starting to upload um, sewing tutorials there for like tutorials that I can't find online. And then as far as my creations are concerned, you can view some of those creations on Fabric Wholesale Direct's blog where you can also see step-by-step tutorials on how I created some of these costumes that you see in my pictures.
1: Um, that's a- awesome. I cannot wait to go look at more of your content. We, we definitely checked out your Instagram and I uh, looked your Twitter, or not your Twitter, your TikTok up. Um, but I am so excited to see what else you've got going on. Um, thank you so much for being on with us today.
2: And thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: Yes, it was really good. And we were so excited to have, like, this little, I don't know, step away from cosplay, but, like, still involved with cosplay. Like, it was so exciting uh, to hear from you. Yeah, I always really enjoyed
0: watching burlesque. We don't really have the opportunity. There's not much going on, even pre-COVID, burlesque-wise. In 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 the Midwest. (laughs) Right, yeah, but uh like i always really enjoyed it when i got to see it so it was really cool to hear more about it mm-hmm.
2: Yep. well i, I mean it. now you can perform from anywhere i've actually performed alongside performers from canada via zoom so you know wow. the only thing holding the only thing holding you back now is yourself really
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a good way. that's a good way to look at it okay guys thank you so much for listening uh we had such a good time learning all about Nerdlesk with kia today uh I definitely did not know a lot of the things that she had to share with us. And I thought it was really eye-opening to see how it mixes mixes in with cosplay so well. And Yeah.
0: I thought it was cool, the mermaid parade. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also thought it was interesting, something I wanted to mention. I mm-hmm. told you that I wanted to mention when we recorded the outro. Just kind of interesting that most of the people we interview that say Dragon Con... Is their favorite convention have a drinking story, <laughs> a con-related drinking story, but if they don't, they generally don't. Yeah, so which we
1: mentioned with her with uh, Kia, we I said didn't say that I, said I no to you. I did, but I said you know normally Dragon Con oh, is our yeah. is our main uh... yeah
0: drinking's a bigger part of Dragon Con than any other convention. They call mm-hmm. it nerdy Gras for a reason, right? I um, was just uh, I miss Dragon Con guys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh no okay so uh we really appreciate you listening we hope that you enjoyed uh the episode and all of the wisdom and uh stuff that he had for and us stuff. wisdom and stuff um if you want to follow along with us on social media you can do so we're on facebook and instagram at cosplay cocktails pod uh you can send us uh people that you want us to interview if you would like to be interviewed um if you are a cosplayer and you want to share a a cosplay photo with us or a tutorial or anything along those lines um we would be happy to not only check it out but to share it on our social media um if you have cosplay funny stories or convention horror stories or anything along those lines we would love to hear those um cocktail recipes episode ideas cosplay challenges you can send all those to social media and um you know you can also send them to our email and that's where jesse lives
0: did you start saying all the things that i normally say because i get distracted and yeah yeah
1: that's (laughs) fine
0: that's fair (laughs) Uh, jesse lives over at the email yeah our email is where you can send your weird fish pics, um interesting plants and mushrooms did
1: you say corrections, things we got wrong, yep. and we said something wrong? Uh, I thought I would say things, and then I'd let you, like, I knew you would nitpick what I said, yeah. and you would fill in the blanks. So. Well,
0: I just, it wasn't a nitpick, I just asked if <laughs> you remembered it. I think asking, I think admitting that we're human, and we make mistakes, oh, for and sure. that we want to correct ourselves right. if we say something that's insensitive, or just wrong, factually sure. wrong, you know, facts are important. The truth is a real thing, regardless of the state of the world. <laughs> also, what do you like to put in your grits? For, <laughs> send it to us. I'm always looking for stuff to put in grits because I like grits all right, but they're a little plain on their own. And I can't decide if I like sweet grits or savory grits. So, Ooh. send me grits recipes. In <laughs> Interested. Um, yeah, you can send that to our email. What is and, it? Or any of the things Paige previously mentioned from the yes. social media. You can send to our email, which is Pod at gmail.com. Well, uh, it's gmail.com. Um, okay, are you and your grits done? You should ask that guy who delivered the grits. Can I beg your dog? <laughs> uh, yeah. grits man had a dog. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not done with my grits, but we're done with the podcast. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, bye! Bye!